This is a Variety Sports Network production. Now to your host. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the seventh inning. Oh, Josh isn't here yet. Oh, my gosh. Josh is in trouble. Mm. But I was going to do something here. like stretch. Is it something yeah, like he, that? He likes to do his Stone Cold Steve Austin thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and I tried to do it, and I, I've thrown my back out. Not my back out. <laughs> but, uh, anyways, Josh will be here in just a second. Uh, he just texted me. He's been ignoring me all day. I think he took a little nap, and so now he's uh, – anyways, but he'll be here in a second. Um, anyways, but right now I am here with a BSN rookie. He's a Cubs fan, people. And here it is, John Hunt. John, how are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. It's a pleasure to be here and a pleasure to be joining the team. I look forward to – See where this goes, you know, and I love talking sports, so should be fun. So not not that I want you to blow any smoke up my ass, but uh, have you ever watched a seventh inning stretch? Yeah, I uh, I watched a little bit of uh, a couple of your guys' episodes just to kind of uh, get a feel of uh, how, how things go, you know. So, okay, on a scale of one to ten, how bad was the argument between me and Josh that time? Which argument? I don't know. It depends on which one you watched. Let's see. I watched. I watched part of the la- the most recent one, um, and I watched and watched one of them with the trade deadline news um, oh, yeah. as well. So, oh yeah, we didn't argue that bad on that one. <laughs> We're fine. We're fine. The listen, the Cardinals Chronicles episode we just did. We argued the whole episode basically because he didn't. Uh, so I mean. Not that I want to talk too much about Juan Soto, but uh, he didn't want Juan Soto as bad as I did. And Juan Soto is one of my favorite players right now. I love watching Juan play. Um, I yeah. can see I can see both sides to the argument, definitely. Well, well, yeah. And I his argument is he doesn't want to sink the entire future on yeah, uh, exactly. one yeah. player. And my whole thing is I've been hearing about the fucking future for decades now, so and I'm yeah. tired of having nothing to show for it. Uh, but anyways, we're not talking about Juan Soto. Listen, that uh, listen, even I, even my my body is over Juan Soto this week. Uh, if you didn't know, Juan Soto and I, we have a love uh, relationship. Oh, okay. Uh, me and Trey Turner and Juan Soto. Uh, every time I mention them, I get a little bit hot and heavy. Um, but anyways, <laughs> John, you are a Cubs fan. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, what made you get into Cubs baseball and what made you want to start podcasting? Yeah. So, uh, Cubs baseball. Um, I got into Cubs baseball at a young age, uh, uh, growing up, my dad was always a Cubs fan. So that's kind of where uh, my background and being a Cubs fan comes from. Um, and then as far as, uh, sports podcasting, um, you know, from a young age, I've always wanted to uh, do some kind of sports broadcasting or now podcasting. Um, I used to actually, uh, I'd, have my PlayStation 2 and I would uh simulate games and I would just broadcast the games because I, I just yeah. love I just have an avid love for sports um baseball basketball football uh, it's all right up my alley so yep um so are you a are you a Bears fan no I'm actually an Indianapolis Colts fan in football oh that's right yeah because you and Josh uh yeah um yeah Josh is a big uh, Colts fan so 
Um, so what do you, um, I know that we haven't really ironed out the details on what we, you plan on or what you're going to do on, um, on VSM, but what do you, uh, what do you plan on bringing to the table? Yeah. You know, uh, just baseball. I love talking baseball. Um, probably a little bit of NBA definitely once NBA gets in back into full swing. Um, they've already kind of gotten past, uh, free agency, um, and I know Durant still hasn't been traded, obviously. I don't want to get too much into NBA stuff on here, but um, and then quickly basketball. stretch. Stretch. Okay, it's fine. It's a little delayed. Hey, Sorry, that was man, a good I was one. Having some technical, technical difficulties. No, you're good. I, I thought you had taken a nap, and I was like, okay, well, I guess he's not coming tonight, which is fine. <laughs> but, but yeah, I was scared a little bit. I love no, you. I'm here, buddy. <laughs> I was asking John uh, on a, if he had seen any of our arguments lately because he had watched some of the seventh inning, but uh, apparently he had only watched the trade deadline episode and was like, that wasn't so bad. We didn't argue on that no. one. We were just uh, angry. Uh, Wednesday night was good. Wednesday, yeah, I, I was telling him he needs to watch that one. But uh, anyways, uh, continue, uh, John, on what you were saying that you needed to. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, no, you're good. Uh, So a little bit of NBA, a little bit of baseball, a little bit of college basketball, uh, you know, just wherever I'm needed. Um, Yeah, that's that's about it. Yeah. Josh, you are not allowed to talk to me about the Cardinals game yet. Um, I I don't want to jinx it. I honestly don't. Are you doing that or not? No, I don't. I had it on and then I turned it off because been attend right when I got on or right when I turned it on, Newt got that catch and then Ben Attendee uh, hit that double and then Pelante walked the next batter and I was like, nope, no, no, no. <laughs> um, so, anyways, um, but we do have some news, Josh. We have a regular news day today. We don't have any interviews. We don't have nothing. Oh my gosh, it's so been forever. And even though we, I know. Um, it's awesome. It's honestly awesome. Like, um, it's been like yeah. since pre All Star game, pre pre home run derby. Yeah. So, but anyways, let's uh let's go ahead and get right into it. Uh, first off, let's go ahead and with the good news, Braves guy uh, gave Austin Riley a ten year, two hundred twelve million dollar extension. Uh, it covers three arbitration years and seven free agent years. Um, he will be signed through his age thirty six season. Um. Josh, before while I'm pulling up uh, his uh, numbers, you want to talk about uh, you want to talk about what you think about this? Uh, I think it's a good move. Uh, he's having a good season this year. He's been very consistent. Uh, Supposed to be second in the N- uh, NL MVP this year. Yeah, he is right now. He is. He's right. He's right behind Goldie. Uh, so I mean, the, the, the guy's playing out of his mind. Uh, well for what we've seen out of him in the past. At least that's my personal opinion on it. But he, he deserves it. I mean, if we want to talk about contracts and money, since, you know, that's what you'd love to talk about, I mean, he's well worth it. And in, in five years, this is going to look like a genius contract probably. So, I mean, he's young. He's got plenty of time left. Sign him, keep him in-house, make sure he doesn't go anywhere. And, you know, you're, you're, you got that spot locked up for the next decade. So, a good move by the Braves. I, I fucking love you. Why? Five seconds, you start poking the bear like, 
I know you like those contracts. <laughs> <laughs> I've become big since I was late. <laughs> uh, anyways, it was yeah, just, um, just jackknife <laughs> slashing the pool. John, um, before I get to you, let me talk about his uh, numbers this year. In 104 games, um, <clears throat> which I think he's played most, I mean, all but two games, I believe. Right, 104 games. That's, anyways, that's most of the games. He's got a 297 batting average, 359 on base, 595 slugging, 953 OPS, and a 158 OPS plus. He leads the league in total bases, which is something I don't really look at. But uh, he leads the league in 242. Um, career-wise, he's got a 279 batting average, 340 on base. 522 slugging and an 862 OPS with a 125 OPS plus. Um, this year is 29 home runs already on 68 RBIs, um, which is pretty good. Like I said, he's uh, basically second in second place right now for uh, uh, MVP uh, in the National League. Uh, John Hunt, what do you think about this uh, extension? Yeah, I think this was actually a pretty uh, pretty good decision. Uh, after seeing him last year, you know, uh, he kind of got off to a slow start last year, but he kind of started to get going. And then in the playoffs, he had a lot of big clutch hits for the Braves. And obviously they went on to win the world series. Um, some of those clutch hits came up huge for their uh, run of the world series. Um, and, uh, yeah, as you said, uh, he's definitely top, top two, top three in MVP voting. I'd put, I'd put Freddie Freeman up there with those two, two Freeman's getting really hot. Um, he's batting up in like, like three twenty four, I think. And then, of course, with Freedom, his on base, Freeman, his on base percentage is always going to be through the roof because he is a, a very, very good uh, presence at the plate. He's not going to uh, swing at terrible pitches unless he knows he can put the bat to the ball. Um, so, yeah, the Riley uh, signing, I think, was also pretty huge because I think they're trying to solidify a core. Uh, they signed Olsen to that uh, eight year contract as well when, after they traded for him. And then I think they've got Acuna locked in until 2029, uh, you know. So it looks like they're trying to solidify a young core to keep around for a long time so that they can compete for championships for a long time. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Braves, like you kind of touched on, I mean, they signed Matt Olsen to a really good deal. I think it was, what, eight years, $125 million? Um, I mean, Acuna has a ridiculously, uh, what is a five-year, $100 million deal, uh, or seven-year, $100 million year deal. Uh, <clears throat> like, everyone, they they are paying, like, everyone these ridiculously cheap uh, contracts. And, and, like, all these players seem to love it, uh, love playing for the Braves. And, um, I mean, I, I'm sure Acuna, if he could change his mind, he would. Um, he would pay – I mean, I think he would probably want more of a contract. But, um, yeah, I mean, the Braves just are so smart at being able to give extensions out. Um, did the Cardinals just win? Um, anyways, so, um, yeah, Austin Riley, I mean, he's always been a big, uh, big part of that Braves team. Um, and that's good that they're signing him through his age 36 season. Um, yeah, so I'm excited to see him. I'm surprised they haven't signed uh, Dansby yet. 
Yeah, I was going to say that's going to be the next thing they've got to address is uh, making sure they can get Dansby locked in because he's a uh, he's having a really really good year and he's he's only getting better every year. So, yeah, and I've been saying for a while like Dansby, I believe full heartedly he's going to give a hometown get discount because yep. uh, I mean Matt Olson gave a hometown discount. Um, seems like Austin Riley kind of did too. Um, so, and so a couple of these other guys, I want to know, like, I honestly, we need to get a Braves guy on soon. Uh, cause I want to know like what it is about Braves country that makes everybody want to go there. Like no matter what, and they pay, like they play for cheap. So, um, that's really good. I'm glad. Um, uh, I mean, honest, Austin Riley got a $212 million payday. So that's not a bad, uh, bad day at the office for him. Um, do we have any last thoughts on this one before we move on? I mean, the Braves have some great culture down there. They've always been a good ball club uh, historically. So, I mean, that that's part of my personal opinion on why guys are there. They like playing there. They have great fan base. Um, it, I don't know this because I've never been to Atlanta, but I would imagine Atlanta's organization is very much like St. Louis's or, or New York's, like Yankees. Well, like- where they have the strong core uh, from the front office to the city, to the, to the fan base. That would be my assumption. Yeah. I mean, but like even with St. Louis and the, the Yankees, you don't like with St. Louis, you don't get a lot of guys who take hometown discounts like the Braves guys do. They get it like left and right. It's, um, it's ingrained in their, in their minds that if they take less money. They'll get better talent around them and they can win more world series. They can be more competitive in the long term. So that would, uh, you know, you and I have talked about before how if I was Arenado or one of these guys bet down here in St. Louis right now, you know, I'd take a little less money so I can go out and fetch a bigger, another big pitcher or another big bat to put in the lineup. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you think Wayno, do you think Wayno could have made more money elsewhere? This year? Uh, any of the past two extensions he had. I mean, I know he had shoppers. Uh, I know he had shoppers. I'm sure he did give a get a hometown discount, um, just because he didn't want to move and shit, and didn't want to. I mean, I'm sure people offered him thirteen million dollars, and he took a eleven dollar or eleven million dollar thing, uh, just because he didn't see his. I mean, he's basically already had his payday, right? From what like I know. 2009, I think, right? Uh, but anyways, yeah. So I mean, I'm sure at this point in his career, he just he just doesn't want to leave St. Louis. Right. Yeah, probably probably didn't want to leave Yachty either because him and Yachty have been they've been together through all of it, you know. So I mean, that's a that's a really good duo. This is what I wanted to ask you, um, and I know this is Cardinals Chronicles, but what is your view? Like, what is a Cubs view of St. Louis? Because you know, St. Louis always views Cubs fans as drunk, violent, <laughs> crazy. Um, but, I mean, Josh and I, we always talk about We think that Cubs fans – well, I think. I don't think Josh has ever admitted this. I think Cubs fans are probably the most loyal uh, yeah. fan base um, in all of Major League Baseball just because, you know, they had the drought for the longest time. And then they – you know, they finally did win their World Series. But, I mean, every year – you always see a crowded stadium at Wrigley Field. So that's always cool to me. 
Um, what are your what are what is the Cubs' view of St. Louis? Yeah, my view of St. Louis, um, I, I can't speak for all Cubs fans, but um, I would also say they're very loyal to their fan base and to their teams, not just in baseball, but hockey. And uh, they were very loyal in football until they had that stripped away. Um, don't, don't, don't mention that right and you now. Know, <laughs> and, you know, I've always I've kind of always wondered why they don't have an NBA team, because, I mean, people in St. Louis show up and they're loyal, you know, to their uh, fan bases. And uh, that place is always loud at Bush, you know. And they need many to bring of, the spirits of St. Louis back, honestly. Yeah. And many of the Cubs players have also expressed that Bush is one of their favorite atmospheres to play at, you know, one of their favorite yeah. fields to play on as well. Uh, they got a beautiful venue. Um, they always have players of higher character. Um, they don't normally have guys that have uh, issues. I mean, minus Ozuna, but Ozuna wasn't with you guys whenever uh, he had all the uh, domestic violence things go down. But, I mean, yeah, that's that's my view of St. Louis. I mean, you guys are always loyal to your team and uh, always got guys of high character on the roster. So, so like, I mean, what – but, I mean, give us the hard stuff. I mean, we can handle it. We want to know, like, do you Cubs fans think we're always drunk too? I feel like we would – like, to them, we are always drunk. Or that's St. Louis is always that's drunk. That's really not necessarily my view – um, oh, I know when I go to I know when I go to Bush, I don't want to sit in the left field bleachers because that's where all the drunks are. But I mean, at Wrigley, the bleacher seats are they're also pretty crazy. Um, I think you've got your uh, places well, at every stadium with sn- drunks. Yeah. Well, that's where all. Yeah, I was gonna say that's where all the snakes are, right? The yeah, yeah, snakes. exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, they got to stay entertained awesome. this year somehow. <laughs> that's right. Oh my gosh. So, like, I know we're. I know we've only gone through one topic, but I want to talk about the Cubs because um, I don't know if you looked at this, but I was rooting for the Cubs at the beginning of the year, and I was saying that – what are you doing, Josh? Cubs just got swept. Sweeping. Oh. Oh. oh, yeah. Yeah, we did. I thought you were, like, jerking off like some old man with Parkinson's disease or something. But um, okay. anyways. <laughs> but um, yeah, That's damn well, rude. Like, but, yeah, I thought the Cubs were going to be a dark horse because they went and got Marcus Stroman. They got Seiya Suzuki. They kept uh, Wilson Contreras. They kept Ian Happ. And they got a couple of really good guys. And then they just shit the bed. And then, like, so at the beginning of the season, what were your thoughts? Like, did you think that they were going to – like, it wasn't – it didn't seem like they were trying to be contenders necessarily, but not necessarily losers trying to just test the waters and see where they would be at at the trade deadline. Um, what were your thoughts on it? Yeah, at the beginning of the year, I was picturing us to probably finish third, second or third in the NL Central, um, maybe squeak into a wild card spot, but that was uh, hopeful. Um, not necessarily something that I may have actually thought would happen. I could have seen us going like 82 and 78 or 84 and 78 or 82 and 80. Um, I, think I think that's honestly where uh... – Vegas had you guys. Yeah, that sounds about right, right? Josh, that's pretty close, if I recall correctly. And then the first, I think the first weekend we beat the tar out of Milwaukee, and Mm -hmm. I was kind of like, okay, we're not bad, you know. We have guys that are hitting for average, um, and then we had a bunch of injuries. I mean, Wade Miley's been out like basically the whole year. Stroman was out for an extended amount of time. Uh, Suzuki was hurt for a little over a month, and 
Suzuki's been really solid. Um, he's yeah. actually he's really surprised me. I, I mean, I expected him to be pretty good, but not as good as he has been. Um, but yeah, we've just had a lot of injuries, and then um, our bullpen is just a dumpster fire every year. It doesn't matter who we go get; it's just inconsistency. We'll have one month where the ERA is like ten, and then another where it's like one point five. Um, so the inconsistency, and then at the plate, um, when we get runners in scoring position, like we're like 29th in the league in uh, hitting with runners in scoring position. So it's, it's just like, you know, if we can't hit in the big moments, then we're not going to win. So, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. And then at the, day, so at the deadline, were you, were you surprised that Contreras and Hap didn't go? I was, yeah, I was surprised. Um, I knew they both didn't want to. I know Hap definitely did not want to be dealt. Um, but after seeing that, we had better resign them or this is going to look right. really dumb because we could have gotten something out of it. Even if it's not the price they wanted, we would have at least gotten something. So they better hope they can resign them. Well, from the sounds of it, it sounded like the Cubs just had like a super high price tag for concerns. Yeah. And Josh and I, and even Hap too, because like Josh and I, we were saying that, I mean, it seemed like everyone had a really high price tag this year, like more so than usual. Like Noah Syndergaard was the only one who I thought had a realistic uh, tag on. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was that was a weird trade deadline for us, I think. Yeah, and I think San Diego uh, came out of that. Uh, trade deadline. I think they fleece. I think they really fleeced Washington because uh, you know they only yeah. gave up three prospects and like two MLB players. I think or either that or four prospects. Um, and I was you know kind of like they got Josh Bell who's Josh riled up. Josh Bell yeah. hitting over three hundred, and then Juan Soto who's like on base percentage is like through the roof, and you know what he's capable of. Um, yeah, yeah. So. Um, and I think he's like ahead, like by like 25 walks ahead of the guy in, in second place and drawing walks. Um, yeah. So I think they really fleece them. I had heard um, that Contreras and Hap were going to be San Diego's second choice if they couldn't go get Soto. So I'm sure yeah. they probably would have met our price because San Diego was willing to give up a lot. So, so um, do you see the future of the Cubs? Uh... I mean, like, when do you see the Cubs being good? Because they signed Marcus oh. Stroman to a multi-year deal. They signed Seiya Suzuki for a multi-year deal, so they have to be somewhat close, right? Yeah, we signed uh, Stroman to a three-year deal, and then Suzuki was five years, I think. Um, Horner's playing amazing this year. Um, bat- batting right around 300. His defense has uh, really stepped up. We got Madrigal, who was batting right around 300 last year. He's had kind of had injuries this year and kind of been inconsistent because uh, he's been hurt. Um, but I can see us here in maybe two years being really solid because of all the prospects we went and got last year with Pete Crow Armstrong. Um, we got we got Mervis, who's a first baseman, who's like raking down in AAA right now. Um, and then this deadline you saw – the guys that we did trade, we got a bunch of pitchers. Um, and then we got Keegan Thompson and uh, we got Steele, who are both young guys uh, that have definitely had their moments this year with pitching. Uh, once they can get their consistency, I think they'll be really solid starters. Yeah. 
Josh, do you have any, anything you want to talk, ask him about uh, the Cubs before we move on? Hmm, that's an, that's, a, that's a loaded open question. Uh, <laughs> Is it really? I literally asked him I, if I, he I had could, a question. I could go so many different directions with that. Just kind of what I was in. Uh, well, yeah, just make sure you don't take 30 minutes. I just want to, I mean, I, I mean, not that you would. Not that you would. I'm just saying, like, you know, we want to move on. I'm only going to take 30 minutes because you don't want me to say anything because you keep interrupting me. <laughs> John, I hope you can deal with the way uh, Logan and I are. Uh, so, I mean, what what is your long term? Like, so you're definitely Cubs over White Sox, right? Oh, 100 percent, 100 percent. Cubs fans, sorry, before you ask that the rest of that question, do you hate? Do you, like, who do you hate more, the White Sox or the Cardinals? And who do like other Cubs fans hate? You know more. Most Cubs fans would say they hate the White Sox and Cardinals equally. For me, it just kind of depends on the year. Um, like this year, can't stand Tim Anderson. Tim Anderson. Um, and I think LaRusa is doing a terrible job with the White Sox at this point. Um, this year, I've watched the Cardinals a little more than I have the White Sox. Um, moved over to the St. Louis area this year. Um, so I've gotten to be around that a little more. Um, and grow- I've grown to respect um, St. Louis's organization a lot more uh, in the past year, especially with uh, um, all the guys noticing all the guys that they have that have high character. Um, just being at Bush and the atmosphere there. Um, this year, I would say I probably dislike the White Sox more than the Cardinals. Uh, but any previous year, it would probably have been the Cardinals. I'd have to say, um, but the Yankees are at the bottom of my list. Let's just put it that way. I cannot stand the Yankees. Hurry up, Josh. We don't have all night. <laughs> well, I mean, you kind of just took my question, so. Oh, did I? I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, buddy. I love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have another question? Nope. I'm sorry. Now I'm going to spoil it for you. Cardinals beat the Yankees, came back and won. Yeah, I, I know. My now, the reason I had to tell you to stop was because they challenged the last out. And it was it – was, there was a good Close. reason to challenge it. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was super low. So, I wish I would have been closer to the TV so I could have just seen it better. So, um, speaking of the Cardinals or the Yankees, um, Aaron Judge is having an MVP season. I don't give a shit what anyone else says. Otani is not MVP this year. I don't care if he's pitching. Josh doesn't agree with that. And that, and no, I Josh agree and I agree with something. I know. I was saying, whenever Josh and I agree on something, that means that's f- pretty fucking good. Um, but anyways, uh, but yeah, uh, he is also on pace for 61 home runs, Aaron Judge. Did you know See, that? I don't understand why that's such a big ordeal. Is it because he's the first Yankee to come close? Since... Well, hold on. I mean, well, I See, this you. is why I'm going to tell you. So, um, so in the first 104 games uh, of a season – uh, all time, Barry Bonds had 45 home runs at this time. Mark McGuire had 44. Babe Ruth had 44. And uh, Aaron Judge had 43. So he's close to, I mean, he's, uh, it's kind of like maybe he won't get it, but um, it's pretty cool that he's on in that kind of trajectory. 
Um, what were you going to say, Josh? I want him tested. <laughs> well, uh, John was telling me about a really interesting stat that uh, he found on Baseball Savant. If you want to go ahead and tell us, uh, John. Yeah, so uh, Aaron Judge, uh, you know, a lot of people with Yankee Stadium, uh, obviously with that right field porch being like 318 or something, 315, 318, uh, most people would uh, discount a lot of home runs hit at Yankee Stadium. Um, But I saw this stat on Baseball Savant, and it basically showed how many home runs Judge would have in each stadium if he played every game in that certain stadium. And when you average all those out, it's like 44.3. So it's actually above what he's hit in this year. And then I think like the outliers were Comerica Park at like 36 was the lowest. And then I forget what the, I know the highest one was 52, but I forget what ballpark it was, but it was uh, 52. It wasn't Yankee Stadium though, I can tell you that. Which is really cool. Um, where are you at on uh, the AL uh, MVP race right now? Are you talking to me? Yeah, well, yeah. Some technical difficulties there, buddy. You're not going to lose through. me. Yeah, you're kind of in that right now. Yeah, John, he's talking to you. Oh, okay. If he was talking to me, you would have phrased it differently. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah. So uh, I would definitely say right now Aaron Judge is uh, in first place, and I don't think it's really close personally. Um, He's batting around – actually, it was 297 297 before the night, and then – um, I think after tonight it's like 301 or something maybe unless he may have had another bat since we started um, but he's batting 301 uh, obviously the 43 home runs and then um, for, I think he's like third maybe and RBIs in the AL I could be wrong um, but no I don't I, think it's really close yeah. at this point he did pop out tonight in the ninth inning so, okay, so uh, it may have dipped down under 300, or it may be 300. I'll give you that. Now, John, John I'll, I'll let you know, um, since you only watch a couple of our episodes, when we do go on in prime time and the Cardinals are on, typically one or both of us have the game on. So you'll catch a lot of this coming <laughs> back while it's going on, because I don't miss games. Uh, I know Logan, Logan watches the MLB better than I do. Uh you know, I got a daughter and a wife at home and young family, so yeah, yeah. I don't, I, don't, I can't watch baseball all the time, so I limit it to my team. And my exposure to most other teams is when we play against them. So, I just want to give you a heads up on that. It's not I'll try. I just I yeah, I'm kind of yeah. <laughs> I I mostly just get to follow the Cubs too. I've got got a wife and a son, so um, if 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 you don't mind me asking, how old is your son? Yeah, he he'll be nine months in one week. So oh, you still got a fresh little one. Yeah, he's fun. he's a newbie. Yeah, yeah, he's he's definitely he's he's a lot of fun. Definitely. Well, mine's two and a half. So yeah, I'm in the, I'm in the terrorist stage. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the teething stage. So 
Uh, if you have any problems with that, go ahead and message me in the messenger, and I'll tell you what worked for us. Okay. Uh, but no, uh, yeah, finally. All right, cool. He's going to reset. Awesome. So since I missed the intros, man, um, are you you're big on hockey too? Um, not really big on hockey. I actually, whenever I moved to St. Louis, um, my brother-in-law got me started watching the Blues. So I followed the Blues throughout the playoffs. Um, I started to kind of get into it. So um, I would say I know next to nothing about hockey outside of the Blues. And then what I do know about the Blues is very minimal. So so, uh, so you're, you live in, in town. Yeah, we we live in Pacific actually. Um, okay. I don't know if you, you, do you know yeah, where that's at. Where yeah. Okay, sweet. Yeah, that's where we're living at right now. Well, while Logan resets, we're gonna you know thank one of our lovely sponsors tonight. We're gonna thank Row One Brand uh, for being a strong supporter of VSN. And right now, when you go to RowOneBrand.com, you check out their art gallery. Um, and this is not just an art gallery, but it's all this old vintage artwork for sports. They have everything from college football to MLB to the NFL. And I mean, all the way back to like the thirties, you're talking ticket stubs, graphics, um, you know, players doing the highs pose, the whole nine yard. Uh, it's fantastic. Great stuff. Um, I got one of their t-shirts. I, I wore it the other night. I'm not wearing it tonight because I still haven't done the laundry on it, but, uh, Totally go to Row One Brand, check them out. And when you get something from the art gallery and you put in um, VSP15 at checkout, they'll get 15% off any of the artwork you get out of the art gallery. So make sure you uh, head on over to Row One Brand and check out all our cool features. I mean, great gifts for moms and dads and girlfriends and bosses and people you pissed off that you need to make feel better or <laughs> happier with their uh, their decor when it comes to their sports or their man cave. That's Row One Brand, VSP15 at checkout. Get you 15% off any of the artwork that you order. Logan, you back with us now? Nope. Still having problems with the connection. Can you hear me? No, I can hear you now. Your video is super Hello? Tight, though. Can you hear me, Logie, Paul? Logie, Logie. Son of a... Logie. Ah. <laughs> He's okay. so delayed. Yeah, I know. I don't know what, what. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. You look like you're doing this right now. <laughs> Reset your router and come back. <laughs> he is he is oh you can frustrated. see we can see you you're just on delay there you go he's gone get out of here oh john this is the only problem about doing things remote when we're not together when one of us has issues it just kind of slows down the show yeah yeah so you're diehard cubbies you're not big on hockey so i can't rub you around, around about the blackhawks um <laughs> i can answer your question as to why st louis does not currently have an nba team though if you'd like to hear a little history. I'd love to hear it. So do you remember, are you old enough to remember that the Card the Arizona Cardinals used to be in St. Louis? I know that the I, I knew I know they used to be in St. Louis, but I, I wasn't born until ninety eight. So Oh um, you're a baby, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm asshole. I just I'm a lot older than you are. 
So, okay, so back in the day when the St. Louis Cardinals used to be in, in St. Louis, the owners, the reason they left was they had this big ordeal with the owners and the city about building a new stadium, this, that, whatever. Um, so they ended up moving out to Arizona. But in these contract talks were if the Cardinals would have not left St. Louis, the San Antonio Spurs were actually talking about coming and moving oh, the franchise man. to St. Louis. But because the, the then St. Louis Cardinals football team left, San Antonio didn't come. Or St. Louis would have had four or five basketball championships on top of it. Um, it would have been insane. So if you um, do you listen to 101 ESPN at all? Um, no, I, I I used to listen to it when I lived in uh, Illinois. Illinois is where we used to live. I used to listen to it a little bit on the radio on the way to work, um, but not lately, no. Okay, so it was about – you'll have to go find it, but if you go, if you go to 101 ESPN on your phone, the app – and then look up the balloon party show with Tim McKernan. He gives the full story. Um, check out their podcast, their replays, and he'll give you all the details on it. But it's a pretty decent story uh, about, and it gives you a good history about St. Louis and why they don't have an NBA team when they should. Yeah, we hear you now, everybody. And now your video looks good. Welcome back to the club. You lazy bum. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Wow. Um, so lazy. yeah. Enough about the Arizona Cardinals. By the way, you're born in 98. 98. Good God. Um, anyways. Don't let him fool you. Uh, I, I am not a baby. I, 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 my demeanor is way too old to be a baby. No, I may be 25. A five-year-old child. Trust me. Wow. You know what? Don't make <laughs> me change your diaper, you old fogey. Um, anyways, uh, speaking of Cardinals, uh, St. Louis Cardinals and Cubs are playing in the tw- in 2023 in London. Mate. So mad about this. Why? So because for my birthday every year, I try to go to a game. Well, they're going to be in freaking London. <laughs> Dang. That's rough. I'm like, you guys just screwed up my whole birthday for next year. I, I, I honestly, I thought it was going to be like, because baseball is an American game. And then it's like, no, it's because it's on my birthday. <laughs> no, no, baseball is international, baby. That's how we grow the sport. Uh, anyways, um, I, I honestly don't give two shits. It was supposed to be played in 2020, and they didn't because of COVID, but I don't care about it. It's it. I, I honestly, I don't remember the last couple of London games or Japan games, so. It can't uh, like be as I remember, bad. You I know, remember uh, Ishiro came back for about five minutes uh, to play at that one game in Japan as his last game, but that was about it. Yeah, it can't be as bad as the Field of Dreams game between the Cubs and the Reds next I week. <laughs> that can't. I mean, like for a game like that, like could you pick like two teams that are playing like as bad as them to do it? Like you, you can't. You like last, what? I wasn't. I was going to talk was, about it. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, you're good. You're good. Last year it was no. uh, White Sox and the Yankees, and they were both actually like playoff teams, like contenders, you know, and I think it was like a yeah. shootout. But this year it's Cubs and Reds. Yeah. Um, I wasn't going to mention it, but the uh, Field of Dream games is really pissing me off this year. Um, <laughs> they picked – I, I guess they picked the teams a year ago, and look, 
the Cubs and the Reds were not playoff teams last year. They were shit. They, we all knew that they were going to be shit this year. And, and so now MLB is going to go on there. They're going to broadcast it. And it's, the numbers are going to be down because no one is going to want to watch the Reds and the Cubs. I don't care about their fan bases. The Cubs fans are probably going to watch it. The Reds fans, they are non-existent right now. Um, and it's going to piss me off because then all these baseball analysts are going to be like, well, no one's watching the baseball anymore because our Field of Dreams game numbers were down, so no one cares about baseball anymore. And then all of a sudden we're going to have to listen to more like, what do we got to do to make baseball more interesting to the more mundane fans? And then it's just going to be shit every time, and I'm going to have to listen to it. And, look, I don't get angry either at much, but shut That's up, a Josh. lie. <laughs> I get angry at a lot of things. But it just pisses me off that they're going to blame the fans for not watching a shit game whenever it's on for free on Fox News or Fox Fox whatever it's called, Fox Channel. I don't understand uh, why they don't, like, do like the NFL does where midseason they're like, okay, uh, Sunday night football, we have the freaking Jets versus another terrible team. Why don't we flex, like, I don't know, the Buccaneers and uh, the Patriots or something? Like, let's flex that game, you know? Uh, why don't they do that with a Field of Dreams game? Like, hey, let's get the Yankees out here with the Red Sox or something. Like, you know, something yeah. crazy. Yeah, MLB doesn't play that far. Honestly, the Cardinals and the Yankees game should have been on uh, – should be on – the field of dreams this year absolutely yeah with it being the two winningest uh teams yeah definitely yeah. two winningest teams or, ever so even the reds and the white Sox. i mean not this year obviously for the uh reds and white Sox, but like that would have been cool last year i think or the year before but anyways that's just my thing i wasn't gonna bring it up but you made me john so thanks <laughs> for that um let's go ahead and talk about vin scully uh, let's see. What was it? Wednesday? No, it was Monday. Right after, literally five seconds after we got done with, or Tuesday, five seconds after we got done yeah. with the MLB trade deadline episode recap, um, we get the news that Vin Scully died. Um, been in the game for, had been in the game for sixty-eight years. Um, last broadcast the game and. Uh, 2016, I believe it was, or 17, actually. Uh, yeah, and so, uh, I mean, everybody is talking about it. I figured we'd need to talk about five minutes on Vin Scully just because he is such a baseball icon. Um, the sports world in general just got hit this week. I mean, Bill Russell and basketball and Vin Scully and Bill Russell, I mean, He's a great. He was a great player, in, anyways. But uh, yeah, uh, Josh, what do you think about the? I mean, what stands out to you as uh, Vin Scully, really? So Vin Scully had a way when he was calling a game. Um, if you couldn't watch on TV and you could pick him up on radio or you were listening to his radio broadcast, he could paint the picture so clearly mm. about what was going on, and he told the story so beautifully. And this goes back. Something you and I reference every once in a while are our romantic feelings about baseball. He brought those feelings 
to life. He painted that picture and made you feel like you were there. Um, you could almost smell the gra- the fresh cut grass on the field. Uh, you could hear those cleats to, uh, clicking on the bases when they run by, crack of the bat. Um, in my personal opinion, Vin Scully only outdoes, and I say this very seriously, Jack Buck minutely, and he's the only announcer I would say was better than Jack Buck in calling a game. Um, I mean, he was he had a great long life. Uh, it just came kind of out of nowhere for people who aren't close to the Scully family or don't follow him, his personal life now. I can say he's not in the limelight anymore, but I mean, I I didn't know if he was sick when he came when he died. Um, I don't know what was going on, but I, I I wouldn't expect that to happen except he was in his 90s and you know he was just up there in age. But he was a fantastic caller of the game and he was an ambassador of the game and brought to so many people that maybe wouldn't have been reached and made it fun for people who maybe wouldn't have found the game fun. Uh, yeah, it's a big loss to baseball. Even though he hasn't, you know, called a game in five years, uh, it's just his rich tradition and his ability as an announcer to do what he did and, and do it as well as he did will probably never be matched again. Would be my guess. Um, that's kind of where I'm at with it. John. Yeah. Um, so I'm a baby, as you guys said. Uh, so. Vince Scully, I I knew the name uh, most of my life, but never I never really heard him uh, because he um, growing up it was always Joe Buck doing the World Series, uh, which I would have rather listened to Scully, um, obviously. But uh, tonight I had the uh, Padres and uh, Dodgers game on MLB Network, and they did like a tribute to him, and uh, it seemed like he was a pretty pretty good guy, um, and it seemed like like you said he always he painted the picture really well. Um, and he, he definitely had a way with words uh, to make people feel like they were actually at the game, as you said. And uh, he just made it uh, a lot more entertaining. And, uh, yeah, it seemed like he was a really, really solid broadcaster and uh, one of the one of the best um, in uh, baseball history for sure. So, yeah. Um, I mean, I didn't grow up on Vin Scully as much as uh, a lot of people did. Um, I, I mean, I obviously, I heard him and I knew of him. I mean, when you, when you grow up a St. Louis fan, you, you know about Jack Buck, you know about Joe Buck, you know about, uh, Harry Carey, you know about Ben Scully. Um, don't forget Mike Shannon. Mike Shannon. Yeah. KMOX, John Rooney. Um, so, I mean, I had an appreciation for, um, him and it's not like whenever he got older, he just got senile or anything like uh, John Madden, like we were talking about the other day, like when he got older, he just you gotta stop taking the shots at John Madden, dude. Fuck John Madden. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't give a shit about John Madden. Um, but anyways, uh, like I said, I don't care about football as much as. But um, anyways, um, but see what I have to deal with, John. I was not into football. I, I use I, oh, I like man. I like football history and I I don't care about football now. But anyways, then you should love John um, Madden if you love football history. Good I lord, man! To, I didn't listen to John Madden the uh, football announcer. Anyways, but Vin Scully, <laughs> show some respect. Shut the dude, up. the dude loved Brett Favre. <laughs> he did. Hmm. 
Okay. Anyways, this turned into a John Madden thing. Anyways, um, but I was just saying he, you know, it's not like he ever got into ramblings or any, I mean, he did ramble a little bit, but it's not like he was just turning into a senile old man who was way past his prime. I mean, he still, he still cared after 68 years in the booth. And I was listening to a little documentary about him and it it was re-aired because of his, uh, and it was the same thing that they did for his retirement. And they were talking, or he was saying that he became a fan after the Yankees Giants World Series. Um, and he became a Giants fan because of, uh, because the Yankees beat the Giants 18 to four in the World Series. And he's felt so bad for the Giants. And so he became such a big Giants fan. And then he became a radio announcer for the Dodgers. I think they were Brooklyn back in the day. And, you know, there's pictures of him playing ice hockey with uh, Brooke, uh, not Brooke, Brooks Robinson, uh, Jackie Robinson. I mean, back when Jackie Robinson was – it wasn't popular to be friends with Jackie Robinson. And, you know, you hear all these stories. Chris Rose, I heard um, over at John Boy Media, he was uh, talking about how he – how uh, when he was – first coming into the whole um, analyst and baseball announcer uh, thing. He, no one wanted to do, have anything to do with him. And he went up to Ben Scully and he said, Hey, can you just give me one sentence about this topic? And Ben Scully went 20 minutes without stopping. And he started telling all these stories about all this stuff. And I mean, he's, I think uh, I saw that he did like, 30 or 25 world series, um, 68 seasons. Um, uh, he's, he's called four, uh, 4% of all major league baseball games. 4%. Um, which doesn't sound so, like a lot, but if you realize how many games are played the season. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and how long the game's been around. I mean, that's, yeah, yeah. That's I know he, he called a few golf tournaments, I think as well. Um, yeah. for CBS maybe, but, but yeah. Um, yeah. So he was a really great guy, um, from everything we've heard about him. And so, I mean, yeah. Um, as it may, I mean, even though it doesn't come as much of a shock, I don't think it does because, you know, he was 96 years old, but I mean, yeah, it was, it was definitely a blow to the baseball community. And I don't think a lot of the kids now understand how big of an impact he had on the game and how, I mean, you know, we hear in St. Louis, a lot of people say that Jack Buck and Harry Carey kind of got people into baseball. And I'm, I'm sure that the same goes for Vin Scully. Um, Vin Scully kind of like Josh said, he made you feel like you were a part of the game. So um, rest in peace, Vin Scully. Um, you were a great guy. Uh There was a great video. <laughs> so he uh, he was supposed to throw out the first pitch, and he has his microphone out, and he's like, okay, I'm about to throw it. And he pulls it, and he cocks it, and he goes, oh, I hurt my rotator cuff. And then he goes, here, I need a reliever. I need a call to the pin. I need a lefty. And, uh, of course, he calls up uh, Fernando Valenzuela and to throw out a first pitch, and it's just – he does all this stuff just because he's so cool. And anyways, but uh, rest in peace. Um, 
So let's go into even sadder news. I'm just kidding. That's a that's a bad joke. Uh, the Brewers um, had a confusing deadline. They uh, had a they had the lead in the NL Central and didn't uh, and were expected. I mean they they had a lot of expectations this year. They had a pretty good team. Um, they had obvious needs. Uh, they needed outfield offensive players and. Um, in a stunning turn of events, they traded away their best relief pitcher in uh, Josh Hader uh, for basically nothing. The uh, Nilsson Lamette uh, and two, I believe, actually three um, minor leaguers. I think they got um, Rogers too, and yeah, I think Rogers. Oh yeah, Taylor Rogers. Yeah, that he was, was right. like That's right. second in saves and like. His ERA is like slightly higher than Haters at the moment, but yeah, um, yeah, that's right. Um, so yeah, it was a very confusing move on the Brewers. You would have thought that at least they could have gotten uh, Jay Cronenworth or Will Myers or somebody um, of that caliber to help with the offense in the Brewers because you're giving up the best reliever in baseball. Um, Anyways, it was a very confusing move. And in an even more confusing move, yesterday they designated Denelson uh, Lamette for assignment. They said that there wasn't any room. And when you designate a player uh, for assignment, you run the risk of getting him claimed off waivers. And like clockwork, uh, Colorado Rockies <laughs> swooped in and snatched him up, which bravo, bro. Rockies, honestly, that's so great. Um, so, which it's just stupid because Denelson Lamette was having injury problems. He's been, I think, he had Tommy John surgery, and I think he wasn't even going to be able to pitch this year. But it was more of a next year thing. I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what the whole thing because I've heard Tommy John surgery. I don't know much about Lamette, but um, so it was just confusing. They got nothing, and then they did, the first thing to do is designate Lamette to assignment. So, and now he's picked up by the Rockies. So now the trade is even is looking way worse. And Brewers, the Brewers clubhouse is pissed off at Brewers front uh, front office. I saw uh, Dylan, uh, not Batances, um, Dylan Delvin Williams. He uh, he was like, I don't even know what to say right now. Um, so he knew what it he was very when he knew he couldn't say it. Well, yeah, he knew. Yeah, he was about to say "fuck this place," but anyways. Um, and let me tell you something. I'm really mad at the Brewers because I knew, I honestly, I knew that they were gonna not do anything. They never do anything, and they and it's not fair to the fans, and it's honestly not fair to baseball fans. Um, like, look, I'm a Cardinals fan, and obviously, I'm rooting for the Cardinals to win the Central, but it's not gonna be fun if every team sucks. The Reds suck. The Pirates suck. The Cubs suck. I'm sorry, but but they uh, do. And, and the Brewers and the Brewers suck. And look, the Cardinals are not that great of a team. No, according uh, to you, they suck too. Well, I wasn't going to say that because I didn't want to start an argument, Josh. Gosh, no, no, you have, you got to be honest, I, man. I, this was your I, whole I, rant on Wednesday night that the Cardinals suck. See now, now we're having an argument about not having an argument. <laughs> what well, do you mean, John? Yeah, right. I. But anyways, I. 
so yeah, I mean, I want a good baseball, you know, rivalry. I want good fun. Like I want, I want to be sitting on pins and needles and, you know, the Cardinals already do that with every team. It seems like so. Um, but then the Brewers just don't even bother. They're like, oh, we know we're going to suck this or we're not going to make it to the playoffs or make it far in the playoffs. I'm like, seriously? You have a great bullpen, probably the best bullpen out there, right? I, don't, I think we can all agree on that, right? Yeah. Is there a better – is there a yeah. better – I can't even think of a better bullpen. They I would say, probably yeah, I'd better. say had to. <laughs> they <Yeah>. did. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, their rotation was injured this year, but, I mean – they could have gotten Noah Syndergaard. They had needed outfielder help because they had Jackie Bradley Jr. They had uh, uh, McCutcheon, but I mean, they could have gotten Ramon Liriano. They could have gotten JD Martinez, who we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, they could have gotten a couple of players. They could have gotten some players for cheap, honestly. Jock Peterson, even. Um, and they didn't. And so they didn't even believe in their team. And I wish that we got that Lily Schumacher girl because she was confused as fuck, honestly, on Twitter, it seemed like. And, I mean, I would be confused as a Brewers fan. So it just pisses me off. I honestly thought I was going to go into a bigger rant than I did. But, uh, John, uh, what do you think about the Brewers' confusion, confusing deadline? Yeah, I was uh, also kind of confused. Um, Devin Williams is having an incredible year. I don't know if they were thinking uh, – you know, let's let Devin Williams move into the closer spot since he's having such a good year. But I don't really understand it because when you have Devin Williams and then you have Josh Hader, you have a one-two punch in the bullpen. And yeah. that can get you deep in the playoffs. Like, that can come up huge. And then, obviously, like you said, if they could have added more bats um, on top of keeping that bullpen, then they could have been a real contender. Um, and then as far as uh, designating a Lamette for assignment, uh, didn't really understand that either. Um he actually, Lamette last year was pretty solid um, for most of the year. Um, he's had nagging injuries this year, and uh, his ERA has been a little higher, but he hasn't really played a whole bunch this year. And we know what kind of potential he has. So um, I did read that when they designated him for assignment that they were hoping uh, that nobody would pick him up because they wanted him to stay in their system and be in AAA um, for a little bit to get his group back. But um, obviously with a guy who has that kind of a track record with that kind of potential, um, he got grabbed off the waivers by Colorado, as you said. Yeah. Uh, Josh, what do you think? Uh, it, it's inexplicable to me why they would yeah, make that right? trade, um, except for the fact that maybe they – and this is the only way I can wrap my head around it and try to – try to understand and make sense of it is they don't think they compete can compete with the Dodgers or the Yankees or the Mets this year. And they were trying to pull in a haul for future so that they can compete with the Cardinals, continue to be um, the potential division champions and open and extend their window for a world series run in the next two to three years. That's the only thing I can think of because I mean, Rogers is a good closer. He's got the second best numbers to hater. And their numbers aren't super different from each other either. So when you look at it that way, they probably thought, okay, we can give up Hader. He's just a little bit better. We'll pick up this pitcher who's nearly as good, and we'll pick up a handful of prospects with it and build depth in the organization. That's the only thing I can think of that the front office was doing when it came down to making this trade. I mean, nothing else would make sense to me. They're just trying to extend their playoff window because they have a great they have a great core up there. Um they have a good manager who I don't care for. 
Um, <laughs> but he handles that team really, really well. He does a good job with the players he has. But I, that's the only thing that makes sense to me that the front office is doing. I mean, they've built – the front office has done a good job the last three years. They've built a good core there. They've been very competitive. They, they, they have a lot of speed um, at times. They have great pitching. Um, I just – nothing else makes sense to me, and I, and I can't explain it. And I'm not a Brewers fan, so it makes me happy. But like Logan says, it's not good for baseball because the Central Division – is so weak. I mean, the only division weaker than the NL Central is the AL Central. <laughs> Actually, no. Um, I guess you didn't see the thing I just uh, uh, the grab or the math I just did. Um, so I put all the AL Central and the NL Central records together, and I believe the. Hold on, you talk for a little bit. Well, now now I don't want to talk because I'm going to be wrong again. You know, well, I, I do, <laughs> I do know that Minnesota, Cleveland, and uh, Chicago in the AL Central all have winning records, okay. and then Can- Kansas City and Detroit have similar records to uh, the Reds, Pirates, and Cubs. So the NL Central this year has a two thirty-seven and two eighty record, and the AL Central has a two forty-five and two seventy-eight record. It's not super okay. Yeah. Not super so, off. I wasn't way off. Out of line there, Jesus. No, it's no, pretty no, close. No. It is pretty close. I mean, you made me feel like I was way out of bounds there. No, no, know. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make you sorry. feel like you're way off, but yeah, I. Fair enough. I thought you. I, saw I don't mind being corrected. No, I, I missed that one, man. Uh, so I apologize. I apologize to all our listeners for being wrong. You just, um, you just ignore me. Whatever. Well, I try to, but you make it really difficult. That's a compliment. Salty lately. It's what happens whenever he starts working outside. He gets heat stroke. Dude, if you could see my legs and my arms right now, like yeah, they are ten shades different color than my face. Can I see fifty shades of you? Um, I probably am fifty different shades of color right now. Yeah. yeah I mean, fifty shades of Edwards. The camera does not do me justice. I am red, and the back of my legs are red. Um, yeah. I look like. I was like a color, like a crayon box. Uh, <laughs> um, but just back now, I'm off track. I mean, our better. Okay, the worst two divisions in baseball are the two central divisions. Yeah. And I don't remember where I was going with that. So they're just All not I know is Tom and I, I got killed tonight <laughs> in the LA huh? San Diego game. Sean yeah, and I, I saw that. I'm gonna yeah. change subjects. Uh, but uh, yeah. So I mean, that's disappointing. I'd like to see what Brewers fans are saying about this because I mean, I know that the president president of baseball operations over there was saying like, um, we wanted to get Lamette to uh to even out the trade. And I was like, seriously, D uh. Denilson Lamette, who hasn't been good since 2019, um, is your is what was gonna hold up the um, Josh Hader trade, anyways. So that kind of pissed me off, but um, whatever. Brewers are gonna suck, and then Brewers are always gonna act like they're gonna win a World Series, and then they're not. Um, so speaking of, uh, well, not speaking of anything. Uh, 
Actually, do you have an ad read? I mean, we can talk about players that are in the clutch. Stop it. No? You don't like that read? Okay, fine. Well, In the Clutch is our newest big sponsor. They also do uh, sporting apparel, T-shirts, and all kinds of things. Um, I had never heard of In the Clutch until they came on board to partner with us. I went online, checked out their website, and I was fully impressed. I found two shirts for Logan right off the bat for two of his favorite players, uh, Trey Turner and Juan Soto. Now, this was before the Juan Soto trade, so they did put a new shirt out uh, with Juan Soto in San Diego. But when you go to In the Clutch – you get 10% off anything and everything you order when you put in the code all caps variety sports. That gives you 10% off your entire order from in the clutch. I mean, they have a little bit of everything again from baseball to basketball to football to hockey to soccer. Their list is long and wide, uh, all kinds of stuff. I mean, I found a couple of cool Yachty shirts. Uh, Logan hates Yachty or Molina, by the way, John, if you didn't know that. Uh, and he hey. loves Trey Turner and he loves Juan Soto. So. But, I mean, the, all, all the shirts are super cool. They have different graphics, different sayings on them, um, stuff that's relative to the player. So definitely go check out In The Clutch. And when you order on In The Clutch, make sure you put in Variety Sports at checkout. That gets you 10% off your complete order. And, by the way, Yadier Molina was in the clutch tonight. but So, suck it. He got, he got a single. Uh, RBI single. In, in the second inning. <laughs> RBI single in the clutch. Do so, we need to, do we really need to get a curtain call for an RBI single? I didn't say curtain call. I know. I no, it's not you. It's my he dad. Into the double play. Grounds into another double play. Yeah. Well, how many double plays did he hit into tonight? Uh, one, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> he still got the single got right the RBI, there. man. Thirty percent now. He's slowly crawling up to Albert's level. They need to I'll have a cur- they need to have a courtesy runner on the other side of the plate to run when he makes contact because that dude cannot run. <laughs> Not anymore. His knees are gone. No, yeah. When you caught for that long, it takes a toll on your legs. But uh, see, at least John, he- see, I almost like John, but Logan right now, at least he understands. You're gonna like him until he starts talking about the Cubs and how much the Cubs are great or something. He's got two. We're not great now. So well, yeah. I mean, but I can tolerate him for that long. <laughs> but honestly, it was the thing because you texted me and you said Yachty, and then my dad texted me and he goes Yachty, 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 or maybe it was the other way around. And I was like, oh, did he hit a home run or something? And I was like, oh, cool. And then I looked and it was an RBI single. I was like, seriously? <laughs> anyways. Oh, um, but anyways, speaking of players not in the clutch, I know we were already talking about Yachty, so not really in the clutch. Um, Joey Gallagher. Uh, Joey Gallo got traded from the Yankees. Um, ever since his tenure as a Yankee, he hasn't been having great numbers. Um, actually, abysmal numbers. Really. So you're um, being really, really nice right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah, and so it was just not working out for him, which is it, which is really a bummer because he was such a good player um, with the Rangers. And I think maybe just going from a team that has zero fans in the stands every night to the Yankees, who are arguably the hardest uh, fan base to ever play for. Like, if you don't if you don't uh, perform for me in five seconds, you're you're done. You're dead to us. Um, so um, Joey Gallo was expected to get traded. Um, he knew he was going to get traded. So. Um, but he made it. He got in uh, an interview with uh, 
I don't know who it was, but uh, um, he basically he talked about how tough it was uh, to play for the Yankees. And I don't I didn't send it to you, Josh or John, but uh, uh, let me just read it. Real, uh, anyways, uh, he goes a bunch of players uh, on on other teams reached out uh, reached out to me. Um, it makes me feel like a piece of shit, honestly. I remember playing here with the Rangers, watching guys get booed off the field and thinking, holy shit, I feel bad for that guy. Now it's me. I do appreciate re- people reaching out, but it makes me feel like I'm just a problem. Um, Gallo also said he's ready. To, uh, oh, he was ready for the trade deadline to be over. Uh, he goes, we'll see what happens, he told uh, the reporter. I'm waiting to hear. My parents are waiting to hear. Uh, they're going to have to come to New York and clean my apartment out, get all the furniture moved out. The Yankees essentially ended any speculation about Gallo's future with the franchise Wednesday when they acquired uh, Andrew ben- Benintendi, who also plays left field. Um, oh, there's no more quotes on this one. Um, but anyways, he went on to say that he was afraid to go outside in New York. Um, he was he was he was harassed basically his entire time. Um, which was a problem. Um, and to make matters worse, uh, after he was traded, this article came out, um, and all these, uh, Yankee fans and even Michael K came out and started, uh, talking about how my, they're angry at him for playing a victim and trying to put it back on the Yankee fans. And so I believe that there's kind of two, two arguments to be made like obviously let's not act like yankee fans were just totally innocent and they just said they just booed him like we know how bad yankee fans get and when yankee fans are at their all-time worst they will they will harass you and they will send you death threats they will like they will say every bad thing they will call you every name in the book so we're not going to act like they're they're just sweet and innocent in this whole thing um however do I think that Joey Gallo is being a little bit over dramatic saying that he was afraid to go outside maybe a little bit not too much I don't think honestly but um I think Michael K was a little bit out of bounds on this um saying that he's playing a victim he was you know he was underperforming he sucked yes he did suck and you need to brew him but I think Michael Kay is smart enough to know that, hey, Joey Gallo or Yankee fans are not like the sweetest, like they're not the most understanding bunch. So um, I love Michael Kay. I think he was a little bit off base on this one. Uh, no pun intended, but um, hopefully Joey Gallo, who just got traded for to the Dodgers for a box of nuts or a bag of nuts, whatever the phrase is. Uh, hopefully he gets better with the Dodgers. And I believe the Dodgers, I'm honestly surprised that the Dodgers picked him up. I would have thought, uh, you know, I thought maybe the Cardinals were going to go after him um, or uh, the Twins even. Somewhere where the the fan base is just kind of quiet. But he ended up with the Dodgers. Hopefully the Dodgers fans are going to be a lot more understanding. I think they are, but... Um, anyway, Josh, uh, what do you think about this whole situation? 
he goes from one arguably the biggest city in the country to the second biggest city in the country. Um, I think LA is. If I'm wrong, my apologies. I don't check populations week in week out. Um, I don't fan bases. Yes, I don't. I don't. If he plays in LA like he did in New York, I don't think it's, he's going to see any change. Um, he should probably end up back in Texas. And my opinion on this is, you know, he went to the New York and he choked on the biggest stage and never could get it together. And if that could potentially end his career mentally, if he can't get out of the, the mental slump, that if he really felt like he couldn't go outside of his apartment, that he was going to be attacked. If he's going to be in that kind of fear, being a professional athlete, it's not going to be any better in LA if he doesn't perform. And he may never, he may mentally never get his head back in the game and be a usable player again. This could be the yeah. end of Joey Gallo. And of course, that is an extreme, that is the most extreme position I can take. So I yeah. want to make sure I'm being very clear about this. I don't think that's going to happen. But he may be a head case, and this could be it. Joe, the Joey Gallo era, era could be over. Could be. I don't think it will be, but I mean, if he is a nutcase and a head case, I mean, this could be it for him. Yeah. John. Yeah. So uh, obviously Gallo underperformed uh, with New York. Um, Definitely. Like you guys said, a bigger stage to play on. Um, I would blame him for that, but also I just think it's garbage whenever team like fans boo their home teams and their home players. Uh, That's just absolute garbage to me. Um, you're supposed to be there to uh, support the team and uh, build up the team. Uh, you know, when the place gets loud, you know, whenever you got two balls, two strikes, runners on, you know, crowd starts screaming and cheering and everything. I mean, guys feed off of that. But when you're freaking booing them, like, what do you expect? You know, like, that's just demoralizing. Now, um, as far as uh, saying he feared to go outside, um, I don't know if he was meaning that in the sense of uh, he was just going to get stuff screamed at him and he didn't want to deal with that, or if yeah. he was meaning like uh, um, I'm going to get killed because I I mean I wouldn't think he would like it actually like somebody would kill him over it you know, um, but I could definitely understand not wanting to go outside if I'm just going to get like screamed at um, just because I'm yeah. batting like one one o three or whatever the heck he's batting, but one seventy eight um, I think yeah and like it's yeah. like. His last 29 games, it's like 083 or something ridiculous. But Joey Gallo, like like you guys have talked about with the Rangers, he was, I mean, very powerful hitter, um, just incredible. And going to the Dodgers, he's not going to see a whole lot of playing time. Um, but the Dodgers are pretty, uh, pretty good about um, getting guys uh, back to hitting really well. And, uh, you know, they were talking about it tonight. The Dodgers, the way they hit is like, I'm not going to try to hit for like stats, like home runs, you know, like I'm just going to do my job and get on base. Like that's the mindset they give guys. Um, I think Joey Gallo is going to eventually have to go back to a smaller market in order to be successful because obviously he's not going to get the playing time with the Dodgers right now. So, you know, back to, I don't know if he'll go back to Texas, but um, definitely going to have to be a smaller market. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think when he was saying that he was afraid to go outside, I think it was the harassment he was worried about. I don't think he was worried about physically getting attacked. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, it was like, I mean, I'm okay, especially with when you're a Yankees fan, like you boo whenever your players under for underperforming, 
and your um, and your team is underperforming, uh, yeah, you you're you're gonna get booed, and they they let you know, and that's kind of a a nice thing about a good thing about the uh, Yankees, but also whenever you're just over the over the top with it, it's just bad for baseball. It's not it's not good, and it's bad. You know, it's not fair to the player. And like, yes, he's doing terrible. No one is saying anything different. Um, I think it's a little bit, yeah, I, I think it was a little bit bad on Joey Gallo to kind of completely put everything on the Yankee fans. Um, it kind of, that's That was my takeaway from it. But, um, yeah, do we have anything else we want to say before we move on to the next one? No? Okay. Um, so another thing uh, that we needed uh, from the trade deadline uh, – we were all kind of shocked by the Red Sox lack of moves and actual moves. Um, they traded away their catcher. They traded away their, um, they traded a couple players away. Uh, one of the players that we were all expecting to get traded was JD Martinez. Uh, JD Martinez's contract is up at the end of the year. Um, he was rumored to be one of the players to be traded and the, and he wasn't, uh, an article came out, uh, yesterday and it said, uh, he, he basically went up to the front art, uh, office and said, understanding, uh, his value on the trade market coupled with Boston's, per, uh, precarious spot in the standings ahead of the deadline. Martinez made it clear to chain bloom, uh, that being included in a potential deal wouldn't result in hard feelings. And he uh, was quoted in saying, do whatever you think is going to be best for the franchise, Martinez told Bloom for the Boston Globe. Um, it's really not going to affect me wanting to come back here next year, make the franchise better. If you think we have a chance, then let, let's go for it. I want to go for it. I don't have so many years left. Um. Yeah, so after hearing that, I mean, we've always heard that J.D. Uh, Martinez loves um, the Red Sox. Um, and the fact that he, you know, he's always said that he wants to re-sign there. I think he had an opt-out uh, two years ago, and he said he wasn't going to opt-out, even though he probably could have and gotten more money. Um, he didn't, and so now... So um, the fact that he told them, hey, I want to stay, or if you trade me, I'll come back next year, basically. Um, and you go out and get whatever players you want. That is that kind of a head-scratcher for you on the Red Sox part? Um, just like, hey, why we just got a verbal word from this guy that he loves us. He wants to stay with us, and we didn't trade him away for I mean prospects at all and we're probably like, there's a 90% chance that we get them back next season um what how big of a head scratcher was that and or is it a head scratcher to you guys or what do you think about this John yeah uh so he I think he's 34 um so it kind of was a head scratcher um after they traded Vasquez I kind of expected them to trade Martinez too Knew they weren't going to deal Bogarts and knew they weren't going to 
Um, obviously, they're not going to deal Devers. Um, they're going to try to re-sign him. Uh, but I don't. I really don't know if they they just had too high of an asking price uh, for uh, Martinez, and it just wasn't met. And so they're like, okay, well, this guy wants to be here anyway. We'll just go ahead and keep him and respect that, uh, you know. Yeah. And then um, next year, I imagine they'll probably try to re-sign him. I don't think it's going to be a gigantic deal. Um, they're not going to pay him a bunch because um, he'll be uh, going into his last years, and he's just going to be basically DHing. Um, but he he hits around 300 um, year in and year out, and he's got a powerful bat. Um, so I mean, if he wants to be a Boston, I mean, I would definitely try to try to keep him there. And he's he seems like he'd be willing to take a lot less money uh, in order to win. So um, that would clear up space for them to be able to uh, pay Devers and then pay Bogarts if Bogarts decides to also stay. Josh, Boston's. Deadline moves just—they—I I guess they don't feel like competing this year. I mean, that, that's really all I could get out of it. Um, with as with as confused as Boston Tom was when we talked to Boston Tom, and I know that's not well. Honestly, I call him Boston Tom because I just do. Um, honestly, I think it was that Blue Jays series where they just got outscored. Like I think they it was like a forty-five one game. It was like a 45 run differential the entire series. Oh yeah. So I think that was a killer. Uh, that was a big blow for them. After but Chris Sale, after Chris Sale got hurt after just coming back, I think that destroyed them. Yeah. Because they were starting, thing. they were starting to get hot at that time, and then he got hurt, and they just went downhill. That's true. That's very true, John. That's a good, that's a good point in the timeline there. Um, but yeah, I just they were still. I mean, they're still in the hunt, technically speaking, mathematically. Hold on, let me double check this so I don't screw up a standings thing again. Because God know we want to be accurate as can be. Uh, I think they're they're either three or four games back from the last wild card spot, somewhere around there. Yeah, they're four games back right now. They're five and five in the last ten. Um, they are literally a five hundred team. Um, and well, they are in last place in the division, so. Maybe we shouldn't be so surprised. I mean, Baltimore's up on him by two games. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I guess Boston's probably just throwing it in for this year. Um, but this is what Boston does. One year, they are phenomenal. They are elite. They are a deep-run team. The next year, they're at the bottom of the cellar. Yep. The year after that, they're back in and they compete, and then they're back in the bottom of the cellar. Um, this is where I think Boston's sound like Boston Tom. Yeah, well, he's right. I mean, I didn't ever look at it until he brought it up, and then I went and I was like, well, damn, all right. Um, this will be their bottom of the cellar year and then watch out next year because they're going to roast the Yankees next year. They're going to come out. They're going to win 105 games and, and be potential World Series champions. Well, that, that may be what happens. Book it now just in case I'm right. Uh, but, um, I mean – I don't understand what a lot of these teams do anymore. I just don't get it. Um, I hate the expanded wild card playoffs. I, I don't think it's good for baseball. I think the deadline just proved that it wasn't good for baseball. You got teams cashing in everything when they may not even have a realistic chance come playoff time. Uh, you got teams that should be doing stuff that aren't doing stuff because they're not sure they're going to get in because it's been expanded. At least that's my personal opinion. <sighs> I don't know. Boston's just. Boston's Boston. 
And next time they make it to the World Series, it'll be the Cardinals, and they'll be the Cardinals. So we don't know how that one goes. Hey, um, you're the one who said it last time. I'm just going with you this time. Now, did you know that we actually have the lead um, against the Yankees in World Series when we play against each other? I did not know that. I feel like I told you this a couple times. No, well, you and not me, buddy. Because that's something that's going to live with me forever because people always talk about the Yankees have more World Series championships. Well, when they play the Cardinals, they are a losing team in the World Series. I think it was 64, 46, and 26. I think there was a 31. I think well, there's three and two. Maybe. Cardinals are three and two against the Yankees in yeah. World Series matchups. So, okay. uh, they lost in 34. I think there you go. Or 35. But no, Boston. Boston just confuses me. That's why we gotta get Boston Tom back on. And, and, and once he's had time to take it in and figure it out, he can come back and let us know what's really going on in Boston. But okay, yeah. What? Okay, what? Okay, so I'm gonna say. Cardinals beat them 26, 46, and 64. And I think they lost in 27 and 35. 35? Check. Okay. So I just wanted to make – John, uh, this is your assignment now. This is your initiation. You need to steal the Bigfoot. Do what? You need to steal the Bigfoot. Steal the Bigfoot? That's in Pacific. Oh, okay. I haven't heard about this. I, I have it. What the oh hell my is gosh. that? Why do you – Josh does this thing where he assumes, like, like he hears things about, like, Texas or Chicago – and then he's like, "Oh, everyone knows about this." Like, he, well, he was like, "Hey, you see you it big... every time you're on 44 driving Pine Pacific. It's right there next oh, to the highway. Oh. <laughs> it's a big blue monster truck." <laughs> oh, okay, okay. You okay. know what I'm talking about now? Yeah, it's a it's at B and H Market in Pacific. There you go. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. I, I didn't know that's I didn't know that's what it was called. Okay. No, yeah, it's 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 like a it's not the real Bigfoot, but it's. Uh, or it might be one of the real Bigfoots from back in the day, but it's it's the Bigfoot. It's the gigantic. The tires are absurdly huge. <laughs> yeah. Did you get it right, Logan? No, it's 28. Yankees oh, swept the Cardinals in 28. Um, uh, da, 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 Okay, this thing's not even telling me. Cardinals won 1926, 42, and 64. There you go. Yankees. uh... Okay. I don't know why it doesn't say what time the Yankees won other than 28. Anyways, okay. Uh, That was interesting. Did you see the breaking news that happened right before we went on air? Or maybe not breaking news, but I hadn't seen it until right before we went on air. Uh, uh, Kershaw's back on the I.L. Yeah, I saw that. Yep. Uh, he didn't even get through an inning. Um, it's that stupid motion that he does. I'm sure it is. Uh, I saw since like 2017 he's gotten – he's always had like a good 
big stint in the IL. So, um, so yeah, that's depressing because he had a really good year this year. Um, so, um, do you guys have anything else you want to talk about before we kick it? Um, I'm, I mean, no, I can't think of anything. Okay, John, it's been really fun. Thanks for coming on. Josh, John, uh, do you got John, anything else you want to say? I, I've got nothing else. I don't have anything right. else. Um, John, you want to do some plugs real quick before we kick it? Some plugs? Yeah, the floor is yours, yeah. buddy. Well, it's been a pleasure to be on with you guys. Okay. And, uh, Good job. Yeah, that's, it. Yeah, that's about you, it. What, don't you have another <laughs> yeah. show or something that you do? or? Uh, not, no, yet. not yet. Not yet. Not okay. yet. What he's doing yet? Not yet. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. Kind of have to Gosh. think about Gosh. what I want to do. Um, think about whether what I want to cover, and you know, kind of go from there. But uh, yeah, it's been really fun being on with you guys, uh, talking baseball. So. Yeah. Well, if you yeah, ever want to come back on, man, you're more than welcome to come on. Especially Thank you. when it's Cardinals Cubs time, would love to have bring you on for a Cardinals Chronicles episode. Oh it's, yeah. It's strictly about that. No doubt. Uh, you know, since you're local, man, if you hit me up in the group message, we can all get all right. Sweet. Josh, good. do you have any words of wisdom you want to talk about before or say before we kick it? Um, words of wisdom. We're going into the weekend, so drink lots of water if it's going to be hot where you're at, especially if you're drinking lots of beer. Survive. Eat well. Spend time with family. Enjoy the time you have with your friends and don't worry about work next week until Monday. Okay. That's deep. Uh, I like it. <laughs> don't encourage him, John. Those are um, my words of wisdom at the end of every episode now. John, it was fun having you on. Hopefully you come on. Um, I know Josh hates you, but I like you. So. Yeah, he's um, all right. Josh, <laughs> Josh, it's been real and it's been great and it's been really great. And it's been mediocre. But anyways. Um, you are always mediocre, my friend. Anyways. <laughs> um, <laughs> John's like, what just happened? He called him mediocre. He flipped him off. I don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> anyways. Uh, we actually hate each other. Um, no, I'm kidding. Um, live long. Watch some damn baseball. Josh, hit that sick beat.